Hi guys, welcome to the Crown and the Fob Watch. It is your host, Penino Pamba or Pens Penna. Penny, Penny, it's just Penny. Hi guys, welcome back to the Crown of the Pub Watch. It's your favourite person, well, <laughs> it's Penny, and today I am here today with Shafia, who is, who I met actually this year. She's going to tell you a bit about herself, and then we'll go straight into it. Welcome. Hi guys, um, I'm Shafia. I graduated from uni in July um, in journalism. I love hiking <laughs> and I have a pet cat called Coco. Yeah, do you want to know anything else about me? Uh, what do you like to do in your free time? Oh, you said you like hiking. Yeah. What else do you like to do in your free time? I like, I like a bit of reading and writing and drawing. Okay. Um, yeah, I've just my brother's just had a baby girl, so I spend a lot of time with her at the oh. moment. So, with a crown on the fob watch, what we read, what my aim of the podcast is to kind of just have um black ethnic minorities just have a voice just talk about their experience as them really because it's every single person's experience is unique to them and it's just giving them that that sharing their sharing their experience with everybody else and maybe like someone that's listening can like find something find something where they can I don't know. I'm trying to find the word, and I'm doing all these actions like, <laughs> is they gonna know what I'm talking about? Just find something where they can relate to and know that okay, I'm actually not in this on my ones. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. And so we usually, I usually start with a show with something called today's mantra, and today's mantra is something I usually say if I come across it on Instagram. It's like maybe a quote or a phrase or even something that someone says, and it's just like oh, it actually stops and makes me think like in. It gives you time to kind of just think about what it is that you're going through there and then and maybe something to take away with you from like for the rest of the week or just for that rest of the day something that gets you through that day so what's your today's mantra uh so my today's mantra has been my mantra for a little while now (laughs) um i'd say everything happens for a reason yeah after hardship comes ease because you can't really like go through like after you go through something tough something something good will come along 100 percent, 100 especially uni <laughs> yeah definitely i completely agree <laughs> oh, they, do you know what there best be something good because there's no way you've worked we've all worked this hard yeah and they're not to be yeah exactly there has to be some positivity after you graduate well there's something... the friends that you met yeah obviously <laughs> you can't really rule them out but in regards to job hunting obviously yeah. like it is quite difficult once you graduate from uni and nobody ever tells you how actually like yeah. how difficult it actually is unless yeah. they like unless you go through it yeah that's when you realize oh my god it's actually really really hard yeah because the uni is the easy part yeah the hard part is actually finding a job in relation to your degree and i think especially with uni they don't really i was saying like before in college they say they will sell you university they'll tell you how they'll tell you how oh yeah you're gonna get a job straight away you're more employable you're more this that the other and then they don't actually tell you that oh your mental health is gonna be this that the other yeah you're all of these things you're gonna that are gonna affect you because of university yeah and the amount of stress that you go Mm -hmm. through and you just end up questioning yourself like why did I go to university? Why did I do this course? And 
you just think to yourself, oh my God, like I've been thinking to myself for ages now, why did I even study my course if I'm not getting a job in my industry? Mm. But it's about thinking positively and it's about applying for those hundreds and thousands of jobs and you'll end up finding there will be something for you out there. Yeah, I agree. My mantra for today is off this um, Instagram page called Mindful Heart. And basically, there's a picture with a quote saying, shout out to everyone still trying to get back into the swing of things after depression hit them hard. And then the caption says i see you i hear you i understand you i've been there too keep fighting keep trying keep pushing be gentle be loving and kind to yourself healing takes time and i think for me what that resonates with me i think even even though i have a job and okay it was it's like okay i've got the job i'm everything else but I still feel like I've got, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be right now. And I guess like we're all going through our own individual experiences and they're all impacting us differently, but we're kind of all in the same sinking boat kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I completely agree. Obviously you could have a job and you could have this amazing job, but you're obviously not where yeah. you still want to be. Yeah. You always have to be one step ahead. Yeah. You always have to be thinking, what can I do yeah. to improve myself? What can I do? What's the next stage? Yeah. What happens next? Yeah, 100%. And so the theme for this month, well, the last month of this, the last day of this month, is it the last day? It, how many days are not? Yeah, are tomorrow Tomorrow's the first. Oh, yeah. oh, is it? Yeah. No way. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the theme that I've chosen for this months worth of podcast was beginnings and I think as newly as people that have just graduated we're beginning adulthood yeah and I remember like do you remember like when you were a child your whole life like I can't wait till I grow up I can't oh wait till God. I grow up literally me I I really love love that. and then you go up and you're like I want to go take you back to childhood honestly it's just it goes from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. Because you just think, as a t- child, you just think, oh my God, I can't wait to grow up, find a job, do this, do that, have a house, have, get married, have kids, yep, blah, yep. blah, blah. <laughs> and then once you start getting near that age, once you, like, you're graduating now, you're supposed to be getting a job. Yeah. It's not as it seems, is it? What do you think the hardest thing is about being a new, like having graduated? I think the hardest thing is finding a job. So I graduated in July yeah. and it's been five months now and I'm still not in the job I want to be in. Yeah. And it's really difficult because I get all these interviews and you have, you go through all these stages and then it's just rejection after rejection. It's really hard to like get up after an individual rejection, yeah. never mind getting like 10 different rejections. And you just start questioning yourself. You just think, is there something particularly wrong with me mm. why, as to why employers don't want to employ me? And why is it, like, why am I not being employed? Yeah. And then you start questioning yourself as to why you studied what you studied and why you've basically gone through the three years to amount to what you are now. And like we were saying before, your parents, like, your family were kind of like, oh, don't choose to do this route. And yeah. we have to chase our dreams the thing is i think maybe i don't know whether we've kind of got this mindset that 
everything's just gonna come to us quite easily. I don't know whether that's that or like like it's just really difficult to actually get into these spaces. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think having that pressure from like the family and everyone else around you, they don't really understand what it is that you're actually going through each day. And then for for also to have that pressure on top of everything. Yeah, I just, think I think as newly graduates, we do put ourselves under a lot of pressure because there shouldn't be that like a lot of graduates they find their job within their industry two three years after they've graduated yeah, that's true and there is no like there isn't a time limit when the time comes yeah. it will come mm-hmm. for you so there isn't there shouldn't really be a rush but i think we ourselves put ourselves yeah under pressure to get a job within our industry just like that because we see other people getting jobs just like that Mm. we think why are we not in that stage but it's not that we're not employable it's just that it's not our time maybe something better will come along that's very true that's very true i remember when um i was applying for my when i applied for my job i was kind of just like I'm not going to apply for anywhere else because this is what I want to do. And even when I was applying for the course that I was doing, I personally actually, when it came to the whole university thing, I applied for university because that's what everyone else was doing. And I think at 18, you don't know... Correct me if I'm wrong. You really don't know what you want to be. You don't know what you want to do. Even at 21, but I still don't know what yeah. I do have like a vague idea. Yeah. But yeah. There's, you always have to improve yourself and you always have to be one step ahead. And yeah. Especially at 18, like yeah. you're still a teenager. How are you going to know what you want to do? Yeah. There's not really like you, this. They put too much pressure on you to decide what you mm-hmm. want to do, and you end up doing it for three years, and you come out of uni going do I really want to do that yeah and that's the thing between that's the thing like it's do I listen to my parents and do what my parents want me to do because they think I'll be more employable or do I listen to what it is I want to do because this is what my dream is and actually pursue it do you know what I mean the thing is do you fight for your dream or do you kind of just like huh? I'll just do you, know, do you get what I'm saying yeah I think you should definitely fight for your dream because yeah. obviously it's what you want to do at the end of the day it's yeah. going to make you happy mm. you can't be in a job that makes you're unhappy because it there's just no point of it yeah. like you want to be doing something that you come home thinking i like my job yeah and i know that most people will say oh i don't like my job blah 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 but yeah. you don't want to be going into doing something oh my god i don't want to wake up in the morning and yeah. i don't want to be doing that calling in sick yeah and life's already hard as it is and then imagine like you know what you spend more time at work than anywhere yeah. else yeah you do and that's why it's so important yeah. to like what you're doing. Yeah. Me, my uh, my younger brother, he's about to go to uni. And as a boy, I un- like I don't understand, but I just I can only imagine the pressure that he's under to no to to be in a society first of all that's actually as a black male to be in a society that doesn't is it designed for him? And so there's quite a, there's quite a lot of things that are actually going to hinder him from actually going getting to where he wants to be but then he's got his parents kind of like on him like you should do this you should do that you should do this and it's like he's also allowed to have an opinion have an opinion have have choices uh uh-huh and have a dream one thing especially i'm one of four i know you've got a big family (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm one of nine (laughs) um and all i'm the only girl and 
with my brothers my brothers are literally everything although i don't i might not like when i'm with them i might not behave that way but they're literally my life and i just i'm so protective over them and when it comes to my younger brother getting ready to go to university i just i don't want him to go i don't want him to walk himself walk himself off a cliff that he doesn't know what's going to happen on the other side of it because with university if you go in uncertain you're going to find a lot of distractions and at the other side of that is if you find these distractions am i going to end up is he going to end up like in with the wrong people is he going to have support is he going to have if he's mentally low is he going to have like a good do you know what i mean because you hear some like i remember i heard a story about this um guy that we started with at college who literally in his third year he went to submit his dissertation and then afterwards he went and committed suicide that's so sad that's really really sad and it's it's sad that people don't see that yeah because you could be depressed you could be having loads of mental health issues but your loved ones the people around you your friends yeah they could probably not even notice that they probably won't even see that because you hide it that well and i think there needs to be so much more support for students with mental health issues i did my um dissertation well sort of dissertation on mental health in south asian communities yeah and i found that there was literally like a lot of south asian people don't feel that there is support within their community Mm. um towards mental health and it is a very big of a taboo subject and Mm. to hear that now it really makes me sad because obviously like something could have been done he could have received support yeah but i know it's scary it's so scary and i just hope like the thing is even us within our communities we need to create those safe spaces for for people to actually be able to come out and be like i'm feeling this way um i need this kind of help but also the health as someone who works in the healthcare service i just it's sad that it's just not able to meet the cultural needs of other people and it's so sad that um we're like saying black women black women like this is a, a statistic just i know from my head black women are more likely to die during childbirth than any other race of women and it's because like pain is something that is not something that's recognized as black men can feel pain and then it's this whole thing it's bigger than each and every single one of us because it stems from things like we say oh you're a strong black woman but it's like actually yes you might be a strong black woman but also don't confine yourself to that label because it's going to it's people are dying because of for, do you know like it's a yeah. small thing yeah as a lady yeah but it turns out to be a bigger yeah. thing than it is yeah and it's really sad that that is what it is because these people need support and yeah. they need help and yeah. they don't need to be labeled as that they could be that but they shouldn't stick to that yeah. specific label they can be like every like you it's okay to not mm-hmm. be okay sort yeah. of thing that's true and that's and that's and i know like a lot on your twitter like on your twitter one thing that you do like campaign a lot on is male like male mental health yeah and what's what's driven that um so i did my dissertation yeah. on mental health in south asian communities obviously yeah. and when i was doing my research into it i spoke to this guy called umar islam and he basically went through a lot of mental health issues and um he's 24 
and I interviewed him and he was such an amazing interview interviewee and he was discussing his thoughts on mental health within South Asian communities and he was like it's just not present like it's non-existent to South Asian people because they just think pray and it will go or things oh, like that yeah. and then I started delving into it more and I asked him more questions and I realised although there is an issue within the South Asian community in regards to mental health men a lot of the time men more so feel the need to be more stronger for the women mm-hmm. they like they they feel the need that they can't talk about mm-hmm. mental health at all and they don't really have safe spaces whereas women might say for example my mom goes to knitting classes yeah and they have women have that sort of like circle of friends and stuff like that mm. to be able to speak about their mental health whereas these men don't and south asian men in particular they just think they've sort of like they can't talk about it at all once i started researching into that i started speaking to other people some of the contacts that he gave me and there was this imam and he was like it's literally non-existent like people think that there's just this really big taboo around it and they can't talk about it and they he was talking about like suicide and stuff like that and obviously within faith like they they really like they regard that as a really big sin but Mm. people don't see that these people are going through real things and real problems and they need the support and it's just not there because people don't see it as a major issue they're like mm. oh it'll be fine yeah. like he's just going through a bad day but when does a bad day actually turn into depression yeah. and having mental health issues and that's and also like the thing with um with boys boys don't talk a lot no. like, actually they probably do but they just don't they don't talk about feelings yeah like feelings are like a no-go yeah they just think no and when you do find that person that does talk about their feelings, I know <laughs> it's, it's good, but um, they still don't want to talk yeah. about their feelings. They yeah. still like there's like this big guard. You kind of tiptoe around the whole subject. Yeah, of talking and, about, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the thing is, we need to encourage speaking about mental health and yeah. speaking about these things that affect you. And it's not just a bad... You need to be able to say it's not just a bad day. It's been mm. a bad while. And yeah. accept that there is something going on. And yeah. encourage these people to go out and get help. Yeah. I think for me, you know, it scares me as having, like, young brothers. Like, if... I would be so devastated if my brothers were going through it and they couldn't come to me. Yeah. And I'd, I'd just be... I'd be heartbroken. The thing is, as a person who goes through it and as a person who feels that sometimes you might have all the love in the world, all the support in the world, but you just feel like you can't go to someone seeking advice and seeking support because it's just, you just find it hard to speak about it. Yeah. Or as a man, like, you might might just feel like there isn't that acceptance within society for you Mm -hmm. to talk about it. I do children's nursing and mental health when it comes to with regards to children it's i think it's my own it's my own i find it hard to grasp the fact that children can young people obviously not young people but children can have these extreme do you know what i mean yeah because you just think they're so innocent and that the children they shouldn't be exposed to this sort of like obviously adults shouldn't really but 
like the children they should be innocent uh-huh. and then you hear something like that and it's like why like what what is what isn't being like what's not being done what is society telling them what is society doing yeah i don't i just i don't know how i'm gonna raise my children to know that they're that i'm there for them but then also it's also up to them to like be able to have that courage to seek help not if even if like it's not me that they get that help from yeah you know what i mean like seek help from any any anybody anybody and I um I saw this is so like kind of off track but I saw a meme that was like when a guy says to me that he's not cried in years have you seen it oh yeah 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 go and see therapy please yeah and it's like this is true and I feel like with us as women as coloured women we bear the brunt of like carrying other people's whatever. This is why I literally advocate for therapy. Like, go seek help, please. <laughs> go get help. And then I can, like, support... I can do my part as yeah. someone who loves you. Because there's only so much that we are capable of. Yeah, I feel like as, as coloured women, coloured women feel like they feel, go above and beyond yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And they're like, I need to be... I need to create... I need to create all this person. And I need mm. to be there for them. I need to support them. I need to do this. I need to do that. But there's so much a person who isn't qualified yep. to do something yeah. can provide like yeah. you can't really they need help yeah and do you know what e- equally important like something that's equally as important is us as women like coloured women the our mental health is so important yeah definitely obviously it, anyone's mental health is 100%. important like we need to be able to take care of ourselves and to be yeah. able to say right i'm not okay yeah. today and be able to go and seek that help and find somewhere that can actually find something and yeah. somebody who can actually help you going through what you're going through because obviously mental health is so important yeah. and you can't just leave it behind like you can't just leave it be because it shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't feel the need that you can't talk yeah, to anybody about so it true. and i always try i always make a point of like with my friends i always um i always try to be like oh are you okay what are you going through what's this do you know what i mean like opening up that dialogue and sometimes even when i'm struggling with my mental health like before i went to uganda i was in like a really bad place i was i was just awful like mentally i was just in such a bad place i was crying like all the time and the thing is it's one of those things where if it's happening to other people you can kind of like you're like oh you need help but when it's happening to you yourself you kind of just you you know what i mean yeah and one thing i found is that there aren't the truth be told there's not many services that i geared towards us yeah i completely agree 100 percent like I've been going through some mental health problems at the moment and I've been struggling myself but you just think they're like where can I actually go and you think to yourself like you can go to the doctors but will the doctors provide like and is that enough support for Mm -hmm. you because you need that support and it's sort of difficult when you come from an environment and a family where mental health isn't openly spoken about Mm -hmm and a society like an environment where it's not really like you see with like 
white household mental health is always like spoken about Mm -hmm. a lot of my white friends have been speaking about it since like a young age and whereas in like ethnic minority backgrounds it's almost non-existent like when was the last time your parents had a conversation with you about when was the last time your parents even asked you are you okay yeah exactly yeah (laughs) literally never like i mean there could be ones in a while but it's more like are you okay can you come help me with this Mm, mm. it's not like how you're dealing with the education how you're dealing with this how you're dealing with that what's happening is everything okay checking up on you constantly and i mean it's not to say my parents haven't been supportive but it's because they've not received that support they've not been educated on mental health they themselves don't know what it is Mm. like they must think it's just a bad day i'll get over it Mm. whereas it's not just a bad day it is actually a thing yeah but because they've not been educated on it because they've not had that level of knowledge they can't provide you with that support so it is difficult Mm. as colored people to be going through something like that i remember um like around college time i used to get quite a bit anxious and um it was it was nothing but then when i went when i got to uni it got a bit worse but then in my third year because i had like the whole michiganda stuff and i was also doing like my final year of uni it got a lot and then i went to my gp and i was like i'm feeling such and such a way i find myself like um say if i'm just literally just doing something i i get these like i describe the symptoms i was getting can you imagine this person was like right okay um they did my blood pressure they um did my observations and they're kind of just like well everything's fine so if you are concerned again just come in and i'm just like and you don't understand that yeah exactly and you're like the thing is that could have easily pushed you off the edge right and it could have done some harm mm-hmm. like i'm really glad it didn't because you're yeah, here today and yeah. you're strong as ever but to be able to to be to be told by a professional but- right yeah you go to this person mm-hmm. seeking help mm-hmm. and you go to this person going going oh to the God. right avenues that everyone's like okay yeah. you should go see yeah Do you know what yeah I mean? exactly everyone tells you to go to the doctors uh-huh. to go get checked out and then to be able to then go to the yeah. doctor and then to be told there's nothing wrong with you yeah. and you're like then that puts you in a bigger hole because you're like oh my god there's actually nothing wrong with me mm. what is wrong with me then because mm. i shouldn't be feeling like this surely yeah because is this normal like yeah should we do we all feel like that yeah for me one thing that i myself um hold myself to is i know myself and so for me what um a standard or like a bar i set for each and every single person i meet and every single situation i'm in if you make me question who i am as a person we can't do you know what i mean like we just it's just not gonna work and so it's insulting to go to a health professional when you yourself you know yourself i know myself yeah i know i'm not feeling well and you don't know how much courage it's even taken me to come yeah. and say to you that i'm not okay yeah and then for you to give me to for you to just say to me oh yeah you're fine like everything's yeah. fine with you so how what? can we how can we as college people have that trust in healthcare professionals yeah. who are supposed yeah to help us you know what i mean yeah exactly and i don't i don't even know what we can actually do i just feel like there needs to be more support for women and men in colored backgrounds 
and there needs to be in environments where we are able to talk about it and yeah openly there needs to be education to those who don't know about it by those who do like yeah there just needs to be more, more mm. communication yeah i know but it's, it's just not there and I, me and my friends were looking at um therapy sessions and there's this person and and rightly so um she does she's a psychiatrist who is specifically for coloured people and an hour with her is £200 and you just how much is it? £200 oh my god how am I going to be paying for that am I going to be going like what am I going to be paying for my bills or that honestly like you're literally stuck between a rock and a hard place it's like and then even if you do go to the doctors and you get like put on the waiting list you'd have to wait at least six months I mean scary within six months a lot can happen yeah and by that six months maybe you'll be fine again or yeah. maybe you would you will have been worse and god mm. forbid like you might be dead yeah and that's because if waiting six months is just too long yeah or are you going to pay 200 pounds to get one session and what's one session going to do because you yeah. need to constantly Continuously, yeah it's so scary but hey i think do you know what i guess the whole purpose of my podcast the whole purpose of what it is i want to do is so that maybe it encourage us to be in spaces to be those people that if somebody's struggling they can be heard like they heard you or talking about your experience and they can contact you do you know what i mean yeah um so it's to encourage others to kind of just see each other we 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 are the people that can change yeah we are the society now we are the ones who can educate people and we are the ones that can provide support we are the one who can we are the ones who can create those spaces where people can openly speak Mm -hmm. about their feelings Mm -hmm. and their emotions and for them to be like right i'm not okay yeah and we are the ones that can provide the support even though we might not be properly trained just having that ear just having someone to listen to sometimes yeah. is all you need yeah and someone who's also like from a similar background as yeah. you someone you can relate to yeah someone you can relate to yeah because i don't think as a colored person as someone as someone who has parents who can't speak english i don't think i can speak to someone say for example my white friend their parents know English, their mm. parents know exactly what mental health yeah. is. They have, my white friends have probably more support than yeah. I do, I'd say, in regards to mental health. Yeah. I'd feel more comfortable speaking to someone from a colored background who yeah. understands where I'm coming from because they would never understand where I'm coming from because their parents are educated upon that sort of yeah i hear that and also i feel like sometimes we don't have the terminology in our languages no. to actually no. say what it is yeah like you know in my mean? language meant like mental health doesn't translate in my language mental health doesn't actually translate thinking about it yeah and these are things that you don't think about yeah. because you kind of just think mental health but then and you think oh our parents don't know about it but it's because that terminology doesn't yeah. actually exist yeah like it it wasn't it's non-existent because they just get on with it mm-hmm. even if they do suffer from a mental health problem they just like continue and it shouldn't be like that but it is and we need to change that 100 it's scary i um 
I'm gonna at some point um, sit my mum down and get her on my podcast as well, so that she can talk about like her, because she's had two children in this country. I want to get her experience as like a colored woman, as a black woman, like what? That'd be really good. That I'd listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Um, And like I was saying, that there's so much, like in terms of translation, there's a lot of terminology that doesn't exist within our own languages. Because in Luganda the translation of mental health it's got a bad connotation to it yeah yeah i'd say same as Bengali. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's like it's like with my sort of culture it's more like it does have a bad connotation it's like something's wrong with you mm-hmm. and something's not like medically right with you and it's like you've been cursed or something like yeah. that or you've done something yeah. wrong in order for this to be for you to be going through mm-hmm. all this mm-hmm. when it's nothing like that like. yeah and the thing is like mental health presents itself in so many different shapes yeah. and forms and that's something that we ourselves don't understand do you know what i mean you could be yeah. going through it and you yourself don't know that what you're yeah. going through yeah a lot of the times you actually don't because I got asked the other day whether I was okay and I was like yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then someone said to me you're not you don't look the same and I was like yeah. what does what's that supposed to mean like mm. if they were like it's like you're here but you're not here mm. and I was like I already know like I'm going through that sort of I'm going through some stuff and yeah. I already know that I'm not okay but yeah. I've accepted that I'm not okay yeah. but like sometimes you think you're okay when you're not okay yeah. and it's sort of like there's like a grey grey area yeah. and I just think there needs to be more support and there need, we need to create those environments where people can I hope we can be those people that create them for yeah. other like I really hope that someone actually listens to this and thinks I can actually go to it because yeah. I feel as though I am always a good ear to speak to yeah. and I, I do listen yeah. and sometimes you need more of a listener than a talker that's true that's true i talk a lot yeah. <laughs> so but, do um, I do. <laughs> but um but yeah so as we come to the conclusion of the podcast what message you've kind of like been giving a lot of messages to others yeah. to people throughout the actual whole um while the, we've been recording but what would you say to somebody who's just going through it all um there is after hardship comes yeah years, honestly there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah um, although you may not be able to see it right now there is always light at the end of the see it or feel it or think oh my god i'm going to be okay in a few mm. weeks time or however long it takes there is positivity in the end and things do get better yeah how are you going to help yourself get better me um, <laughs> i'm honestly i feel like now i'm just taking the time to do me and yeah. although i'm in a bit of a rough area i'm trying to find things that make me happier yeah so i've been doing a lot of walking which helps me a lot yeah and going to like museums and like you know just like trying to express myself yeah and, like feel back to normal again mm-hmm. and i'm also speaking to people about it and yeah thinking about like ways I can help myself and I know that it's it is gonna change. Like yeah. I am gonna feel better soon. Yeah. It's just might take a minute. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for, for having time. me. Honestly it's been I appreciate you sharing part of 
a little part of yourself yeah and you know what it's especially like I'm someone you don't even know that well and yeah. so for you to actually come out and say that like, yeah. everything you oh, said thank it you means for having love, me honestly <laughs> thank you so much thank you um, hopefully we can maybe in like a couple of months time we can talk and you can just tell us what what's, happening? what's yeah. happening and yeah. keep it today yeah obviously keep up with Shafi yeah that'll be your next podcast tune in yeah. please <laughs> keeping up with Shafi not keeping up with the Kardashians yeah but yeah that would be love to hear it okay Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I am going to ask Shafia for her um, Twitter handle. Yeah. Um, maybe her email. I don't know. What do you want to share? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I'll put it all in the description. Yeah. So you can contact her if you do want to get in touch. Get in touch. It can be for anything. Literally, she has. She said that she's got spare time. She's got. Yeah. She's, Come, come have a walk with me. <laughs> come oh, to art galleries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally, like, I love it. Have you been to work with that gallery? I have. I've been to all the art galleries in Manchester. Like, honestly, if you really don't have any time, <laughs> probably. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.